Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen to some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Welcome back to another episode of I'm Walking Here. I'm your resident, Masoline Cusick. Join my good friend, as always, the New Yorker, Bryce Olds. How you doing today, Bryce? I'm on my stole cone, Steve Austin shit. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell yeah. I guess I can, all right. Shit. I always appreciate Stone Cold Steve Austin. But that, that speaking of... Guest. <laughs> yeah, it would be great, huh? Um... But speaking of Stone Cold, Steve Austin, uh, some teams got uh, stunnered today at the, at the deadline. You know what? That wasn't your best one, but I'll give you credit. That was also fun. That was like B. That it was a B. B. I'll give it, it like a B. B tier. Yeah, I agree with that. But um, yes. Yeah, um, so yeah, we have the MLB trade deadline today. Today is the 30th. Uh, it was up about two hours ago. But because we're employed individuals, we cannot just record at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's just hard being employed, you know. It's hard actually, like having a job and making a living and having responsibilities. But <laughs> okay, I guess we kind of, uh, I guess we kind of kicked it off last week talking about Nelson Cruz going to the Rays because that happened for some reason. I guess I forget about that. He's already got like three home runs in the trop too. He just kind of like he's definitely still juicing, but like I'm I'm with it. Oh yeah, he he's been juicing the last like five years. No one's cared. They've probably got some like crazy special stuff in uh in Tampa. I'm gonna be honest. There's just no way they don't. Tom's there now, so they definitely do. Yeah, the TV12 method, dude. HGH, HGH, and stretching, and that's just how, that's just how you become immortal, you know. I don't know if he does HGH. He might. I mean, because Peyton did, and you could tell because it was fucking forehead. Um, I don't know. I, don't Tom, know if... I just feel like Tom's jawline just gets stronger every year. It's nothing with his forehead. Just like that might be a tell too. That's possible. It might be it, actually. Like, I was just saying that ironically, but now that I think about it, maybe that is something that, like... That's a tell. That might be a tell. I don't know. But, um... Yeah. yeah but no one cared about Peyton Man doing it, so no one, no one cared, cared about, about Tom Peyton doing Man it. doing it, because... Haha. He does Papa John's commercials, so... Haha, <laughs> the funny Papa John's commercial. <laughs> he eats Papa John's just like us. No, he doesn't. I don't he eat does Papa now. John's. No, he didn't. Not while he's playing. He does the funny uh, commercials with Eli. He was he was on he was with State Farm for like, or was it Progress? No, he's with. It was Nationwide. Wow, I went over two on that. That's bad. <laughs> Him and uh, what's his name, the country singer? Oh, that was um, not Jason Aldean. Um, no. What's his name? I know exactly who you're talking about. Nah, fuck it. Trade deadline. Yeah, that was... um, 
yeah, so the trade deadline, the first big move happened on the 27th, uh, towards the end of the night. The uh, Mariners, for some reason, it's for some reason because Seattle's like a game out of the second wildcard spot, but they're both buying and selling this trade deadline, which is really weird. So they send the Astros, Kendall Graveman and Rafael Montero, both pitchers, but then Houston gives them back Abraham Toro, who's like a pinch hitter who's pretty solid, and a right-handed arm in Joe Smith. I'm just, I'm not sure what the vision is here for Seattle, because like, Seattle is low-key a pretty good team right now. I'm not seeing it either. I'm just, I'm not seeing the vision here. You, if you want to buy, buy. If you don't think you're going to compete, then sell, but like, they're buying and then they're selling and like, I don't know. I, if you're selling, then full on sell. But I don't think this team is exactly in a position to sell because I think they're kind of just right in it. So I, I personally would have been a buyer with this team, but being a buyer and trading your best bullpen arm in, in Kendall Graveman is just not a good decision. I don't, I'm not seeing it, but maybe it'll work out. Uh. All right, moving to the 28th. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers got Eduardo Escobar from the Diamondbacks for Cooper Hummel and Alberto Ciprian. I have, I, I'm guessing those guys are prospects. Um, I, I really like that move for the Brewers because, I mean, they are definitely in a position where they are far and away going to win their division, and now they're going to make themselves... Uh, even stronger. So I think this is a good move for them. Yeah, I mean, Eduardo Escobar, it was a piece that everyone knew was getting moved at the deadline. It was really more a matter of who was going to get him. Uh, I love this for the Bruins. The Brewers, not Bruins. I'm sorry. I, I'm, well, I'm, I'm big time struggling today. I mean, if Eduardo Escobar can play hockey, hey, I'll, I'll, uh, I went to college with the general manager of the Bruins' son. I can probably just say, hey, Eduardo Escobar, tell your dad. But um, I got this tip for you. Yeah. Tell Don to give me a job and uh, we can discuss. But I mean, he's a Escobar. He's a pretty solid contact hitter. He's a he's decent enough average too. I mean, I think it's a pretty solid pickup for um, Milwaukee I'm, here. And a lot it is. Of that, this is this is the move you make when you want to establish yourself. Um, and I unfortunately think. Because of trades that happened a few days later, um, this is not going to be that move. But I, they had the right idea. You know, at least this is a move that tells me, yeah, they're serious about at least trying to compete in the postseason. Uh, like you said, unfortunately, some other teams did some things that... Uh, Apparently some other teams want to participate in the postseason, too. Some other teams, yeah, they want to do more than just participate, but... Uh, We'll, we'll get to that. Um, the A's got Starling Marte in return for Jesus Lazardo. Uh, and that was a masterclass by the Marlins. I, <laughs> um, yeah, that's it's. Um, look, I don't understand this move by the A's at all because Lazardo is young and under contract until like 2027. Um, Marte 
probably going to end up being a rental. So I don't, and they're not, this does not bolster them to be in a position where they make a deep run either. I don't think so. I don't really get this move for the athletics. And they gave up more than just Lazardo too. Uh, that's just, uh, I'm just going off what CBS is saying for all these picks. So I, I might not have the returns and like some of the prospects might be uh, left out, but if Miami got more prospects instead of just Lazardo, then this really was a Miami masterclass, which like, am I ready for the Marlins to become a serious team soon? I, I don't know about soon, but they're making steps. They're in the on right the, direction. they're definitely on the right path to becoming a serious organization. I mean, they made the expanded postseason last year, which no one expected. Um, and honestly, I know the NL East is a total shit show right now, but they're only ten and a half games out, which for a team with minimal expectations at this point, I'd be very encouraged if I was a Marlins fan. I mean, they only lost their first postseason series ever last year. Uh, yeah, that is a true statement. They did, in fact, do that. Um, but yeah, this is great for the Marlins. Ad- Athletics just, I don't, I don't get this one, but especially because they're outfield. Like, I mean, you got Laureano out there who has been great this year. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's hardly a know. bad move for the A's to make. I just don't know if this is like, it could bite them in the ass very hard, especially I if think Lizardo, it might. like, Becomes really good in Miami. Becomes a cornerstone for Miami. And he could. He has that talent. He very well could. Um, Moving on to the next trade. Uh, Your New York baseball Yankees uh, got Joey Gallo for a plethora of prospects. I believe there were six of them in that trade. CBS only has four, but I'm pretty sure I've seen some... uh, some folks talking like up to six prospects in this. Trade. I wish this is the one thing about baseball trades is that with every other sport, you know exactly what teams are getting with baseball. It's like, Oh, player to be named later. Fucking cash considerations. Fucking all this bullshit. So I don't really um, know how many prospects, but this move. So you've cooked this move before. And I think it's, it, as I'm not, as I'm not time say came on, it, per se, it's more just like I'm wondering with all the issues that this in, that this uh, organization has right now. Like, I'm just not sure this is the move to make. No, it was. I'll explain why. Because this season, our outfield has been abysmal. Um, I mean, Hicks has been gone all year, and when he was here, he at the plate was a nightmare to watch. Um. Brett Gardner is still playing baseball, which is very obnoxious, even to me as a Yankee fan. And still, like, going out there nine innings a game every night. Um, And then you have... We got rid of Talkman, who ended up honestly getting pretty hot in San Francisco. So I, I think the Gallo move was a good idea. And we didn't we didn't expend that much. I mean, we gave prospects, but nobody like huge in our system. Um, I like the Gallo trade because it wasn't at a high price. And think about it: power lefty bat in Yankee Stadium. That's what you want. That's where you want to be. 
yeah, I like this move. It's a fair argument, I guess. I mean, Gallo is a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. Like, this is a huge pickup for you guys. I'm just wondering, like, why didn't the pitching get addressed at all? I mean, did you – I don't think you guys well, got did. Well, well, we'll get to that. But, I mean, like, I don't know. I just – I mean, here's the thing. We're going to get to, the, like, the big, big pitchers, too, on the market and the shit that they were, you know, being asked. Um Especially Burio, so but we'll get to him because he was like right at the deadline. But I don't hate this move. I think the Yankees. I mean, obviously, we're gonna get to another really big move that they made. Um, but I liked it and definitely got complimented more by what we did afterwards. All right, so moving on to the 29th. This is where the day really started to heat up. Um, I, this isn't a huge move, but I'm just really confused. Like, Brad Hand going to Toronto. Um, Brad no, Hand smart. is not a good closer. So here's the thing. Um, the Blue Jays literally have uh, M-pleasing 72 going out there to close their games every night. Oh, So, like... Brad Hand may not be good, but he is an actual MLB pitcher, and the Blue Jays are lacking that in the bullpen. So I think anything at all, whatever you could do. And there wasn't really a lot of bullpen guys on the block, I feel I, like, I this feel time like around. Done so much better than Brad Hand, though. I don't sure, know. Maybe, it depends on how much you want to spend, too. Maybe you know? Craig Kimbrell's had way too high of a price point for you. Like, I can't really... I don't know who was really on the block outside Kimbrel that was like worth, you know, expending a, a lot of prospects and shit for. I don't know, man. I just. I feel like every time I see Brad Hand's name on the timeline, it's because he gave up like an absolute moonshot to lose it for the Nationals. <laughs> he was I doing it in Cleveland, him. too. He was doing it in Cleveland, too. But I feel like I never see anything about Brad Hand striking out the side or closing out a clutch game. No, because he doesn't. He... Exactly. So I'm just not sure, like, okay, yeah, maybe you have M pleasing 72 on the mound right now and you want to, you know, change that. I'm just not sure Brad Hand is that guy that you want. It's, look, they did what they could. Oh, well. If I was the Blue Jays and I was acting serious, though, I would have went after Kimbrell. Kimbrell would have been my main target if I was the Blue Jays, but I guess they decided he wasn't worth that price tag for this year. I, I guess not. Uh, moving on, and I, you know, the Dodgers did not need extra pitching. They they have a rotation with uh, three. Cy Young winners in it, I believe. But they, you know, they decide to bolster it in because they bring in Danny Duffy from the Kansas City Royals for a player to be named later. Uh huh. That was the biggest move they made. That was, yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they got this guy Max Scherzer or something like that. I think that's how you pronounce it. There's a, there's a Z in there, so you know it's weird. But um. No, but I mean, Danny Duffy, that's whatever. But no, they did get Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. Which, like, that that should be illegal, first of all, for a, for for someone to not only get 
a top three pitcher in baseball, along with a top three shortstop in baseball, in the same trade. Are we talking about that trade right now? Or are we going to... Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start that with that. Trade, I, know, I know what you're looking out for. So that trade... Well, they got fucking Danny Duffy, right? Who cares? Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. The Scherzer... Uh, they got Scherzer and Trey, and they really didn't give up. Well, they did. They gave up some bit. They gave up. Well, they gave up Josiah I, I Gray. Two of their top five prospects. Which yeah, not... but they. I mean, their farm is really deep, so they could afford to do that. They could, yes. Like they give up Josiah Gray, who I do think will be solid, and uh, that catcher. What's his name? Uh, Kiebert Ruiz. Yes. Um. I don't know. I'm just, I'm thinking right now, like, I was looking forward to this postseason, but now it's just like, it's so clear that the Dodgers are just going to win it all again. And I can't blame them. They made some fantastic moves. You give up two of your best prospects for what's, I'm not going to guarantee a ring, but it's hard to say that anyone above the Dodgers are going to win it all again this year. That's just what I'm seeing right now. I'm just seeing I'm seeing a team that is ready to just breeze to another World Series and I just don't see how a team beats the Dodgers right now. So I mean yeah, I this move was fucking this is the, probably the most batshit crazy deadline trade I have ever seen in my life. Dude, I thought that the Zach Greinke trade a couple of years ago was the was like I, that was I thought that was yeah, no, this is even worse. I mean, Jesus Christ. And they weren't even done selling because they ended up, yeah, we'll talk about what we'll, happened later. Yeah, we'll too. keep moving, but I mean. But oh my God. I mean, Scherzer and Trey in the same deal to the same team. Like, I know you're trying to sell, right? I know they decided to be sellers. For I don't understand why they even want to sell Trey Turner. I guess because you don't want to pay him, but like. Wouldn't you rather I mean, pay your heart, fucking superstar than like bank on a prospect? Like, if I, you're hard I, committing to the rebuild, which they are absolutely now, yeah. If, if yeah, evidently that was the mindset. They know that this season is lost. Uh, you sold your soul for that one World Series. Well, and now gonna, you have two okay. terrible contracts in Patrick uh, Patrick Corbin and Steven Strasburg. Yes. Okay, but so, here's the deal, though: is like, I'm I understand what they did. I get it, but like, why would you? I guess because they like their farm, but you don't think they could have gotten two massive deals from two separate teams for Max and Trey? I mean, no one was even 100% sure about Trey even being shopped, right? Scherzer was, it was clear, like they were going to shop him for some return. And he would have gotten massive pull anyways on his own. But Trey, I mean, you even, I, I don't even remember seeing that many rumors that Trey was even on the market. Could you imagine I what people would have been saying? I Trey was getting shopped, but I was just thinking like they were hearing offers for him. They weren't like. I didn't see anything things. serious about them actually dealing him. Scherzer, yes. Turner, he's like 27, right? Yeah, he's like 27, 28. That's like, you know, he's still really young. Um, he's in his physical prime. Yeah, he's like, 
Like I said, he's a top three shortstop in the game. Like it's crazy. And like I, yeah, he's on the IL right now, but like he still has another year of arbitration. So you have yeah, another. That year still that means still under team control for another whole season after that. Like, God, oh my, why not just shop him? I don't understand why shop him now. What's the point? Shop him next year. If you really feel inclined and you don't think this team has a future and you don't think, like, you think Trey would be more effective in helping you build with prospects, fine. But, like, why send him on a. It just doesn't make fucking sense to me. This doesn't make sense. Like, I get it. They wanted the prospects and they got a hole and they got a very nice hole, but I just don't know if that's going to be. The magnitude of trading Scherzer and Trey alone is huge to the same team is even fucking crazier. I mean, good lord. And I get I mean, there was even debate if they were going to be sellers. But I guess, I mean, they came out of the all-star break and they didn't look good, so they decided to sell. Which I think was the right decision. Yeah, selling's the right move here, but I just, ooh, man, I don't know. I don't know if the return is going to be worth Scherzer and Trey to the same team. I really don't. Especially if they, imagine if they keep them both long-term. I bet they do. Well, Scherzer's what, 32, 33? Uh, he's older. He's like 36, but he's clearly still got gas in the tank. He's 36? Max Scherzer is an old man. Really? I thought he was like 33. He's 37, actually. He just turned oh 37. God, I didn't realize. Damn. Okay. Well, yeah, he can I, go till he's 40. I mean, he, he's good. I Randy Johnson was pitching at a high level until he was 41. <sighs> Max Scherzer can absolutely. Scherzer is as crazy as Randy Johnson was, too. Like, he's just that bashed insane. Um,. But yeah, that was a, I just don't know if that return they got is going to be worth just how crazy those superstars are. But It's probably not. It's, it probably will not be. No, those players will probably not turn out to be better than Trey and Max, but they're going for it. I respect yeah. that. Man, I remember when Scherzer signed 7-2-10 back in 2015. People thought that was going to be an absolute albatross of a contract. But honestly, that might be one of the best free agent pickups of all time. The dominance that you got out of seven years, or I guess six and a half years of Max Scherzer, not to mention that he was a key contributor on that team that won a ring two years ago. Yeah. Honestly, one of the best, if not the best, free agent moves of all time. I can't think of anything that's remotely even close to being better. I'm going to be right. But, um, yeah, yeah, um, I, I guess we can move on to the next trade. Uh, we're circling back to this one. I know you want to talk about this one. Uh, the Yankees got Anthony Rizzo for two prospects who honestly, like they weren't that no prospects. This, this, so this is what I was like, since when were the Yankees even in play for Rizzo, they weren't. That's the fucked up. I, and like, I guess the see the Yankees do this a lot, and I think they make this move solely because the Red Sox are gonna. And this is not the first time they've done that. 
Uh, they did it with Ottavino, who ended up being traded there anyway. But I think this, out of the two big deals that we made, this is the fucking masterclass right here. It has been a long time since the Yankees had a like established superstar first baseman, and I think that's what we got here for really nothing. I mean, you look at what we gave up, that is just pennies compared to what we got back. I am a big Anthony Rizzo fan. I just like him. He's a great bat. Um, and I'm sure Cubs fans would also just have nothing but great things to say about him. And I'll tell you what, I don't mind having the championship experience in the locker room. I certainly do not mind. So, yeah, I mean, I guess aside from Gardner, Cole, and now Rizzo, this is a fairly young roster that doesn't have any sort of championship experience for the most part. Because, like, I, I can't think of anybody. No, the only three that have won a ring and were, like, playing on the team, actually, were Gardner, Cole, and Rizzo, yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Oh, actually, no, that's not true. Chapman won a World Series with the Cubs. Uh, he tried everything in his fucking power to not win that World Series, though. Yeah, but technically he did still win that, so that is championship. I think he technically got the win for that game, didn't he? You know what? He absolutely... No, actually, no, he didn't. Oh, uh, well, what? He might have. Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? No, he did. He did, because he came in for the ninth, promptly blew it. No, he came in for the eighth. Was it the eighth? Joe Madden had him pitching two inning saves in the World Series like every other game. I I absolutely love seeing managers put closers in in the eighth inning, trying to go for the two inning save. And these closers are not built. Of the time, it just blows up amazingly. Uh, well, these, some of these managers got to realize these closers are not built for six nah, inning saves you know, anymore, or you two know, you know, six out saves anymore. You know who used to do that? That would piss me the hell off. Is um, <clears throat> John Farrell? He did do it a lot. Kimbrel, yeah, he would put Kimbrel with one out in the eighth and try going going for the five out save, and he blew so many saves by doing that. Craig Kimbrell is a fantastic closer for one inning. The moment you start bringing him in in the eighth inning, and you know, as much as I love the guy, Alex Cora did this a lot too. You do not put a closer in until it's the ninth inning. I don't care if you have Jesus Christ himself going up against three guys who are not currently conscious. Uh, bro, Jesus, don't do that. even Jesus Christ is going to struggle with a six-out save. There is not a closer in the league I would trust for two innings. No, absolutely not. Not even like Liam Hendricks, who used to be a starter. Because they're just not designed for that. It's it's called a closer because you're supposed to just close out the game. Well, you could argue that he's closing out the last six innings of the game, too. But But that's not how it works. It just doesn't work like that. I know it doesn't work like that. It's very stupid. I wish people would stop doing it. Um, But nevertheless, yeah, this I love. I cannot... I, I God, I love this Rizzo trade. I don't know why we were such big buyers, but I like the buys we made at the prices we bought them for. Man, I talk about like for the last month. I pray that the Yankees are buyers out of desperation. Just and it was when they fail. Yes, but then but they, they were, you guys were gonna, like over drastically overpay for some mid. 
No, no we, you guys actually made smart moves, which I can like, you know. Brian Cashman knows his fucking job. Fucking a mafia boss came into the fucking office and was like, you better fucking figure some shit out. And he's like, all right. You know, yeah, Cashman was trading like his job and life were on the line. His job was absolutely on the line at this deadline. And so is fucking Boone's. If Boone doesn't drive us now, to if, at if, least a wild card, he's if done. If we get he's an Aaron Boone masterclass, that might... It might be the funniest yeah, that, thing I've ever that seen. Hell is going to freeze over before we get an Aaron Boone good decision, but... No, no. When I say Aaron Boone masterclass, I'm meaning, you know... Like a disaster class, I got you. Yes. Yeah, hell will freeze over before he makes a good decision, but if he can't... Look, there's we're not going to win a division. It's too late. But if this team isn't in the wild card game, Aaron Boone has no business being with this franchise. Because Rizzo, Gallo, and the rest of that lineup should absolutely be enough to make the wild card game. At the minimum. If they can't do that, the Aaron Boone needs to be shot into the sun. That's, yeah, I mean... You've got all the pieces to make a playoff push here. If it doesn't happen, heads need to roll. And frankly, if they don't make the playoffs, do you think Cashman stays another year? Do you think they give him another chance just because, like, even with all the big moves, it just wasn't enough? See, now that's kind of... I feel like that's going to be just a big internal question now. And I think... uh, I think what's going to end up happening is... um, I think what's going to end up happening if we don't make the playoffs, I think Cashman does lose his job in the end, and I think Boone's probably out within the week. But I think there's some like deliberation with Cashman because he's been there so long. And he really, I mean, he did stick his neck out. And I mean, he went and got Cole just a few years ago. He went out and got Gallo and Rizzo when we needed good lefty bats to save our season. And I mean that's you know TBD, but he went and made the moves, and really didn't cost us anything. He was really good decisions we made. So there's going to be a lot of deliberation on Cashman. I think in the end, because it's been so long since our last ring, and just no matter what Cashman has done, nothing has happened. I feel like he will just like be asked to step down. And then we'll bring someone else in if we don't make the playoffs. Which does scare me because as much as I really don't love Cashman and I think that he's just kind of dragged his feet the last couple of years, that does not mean the grass is greener. There are much worse GMs out there that we could be having running the team. So I don't feel that way about Boone, though. I'd rather see anyone else run this team at the manager level. Go get fucking else put in Brooks Krisky in a uh, high leverage situation. That was the most egregious decision. Like out of everything he's ever done, that was I think the worst thing he's ever done. I too enjoy seeing ten ERA pitchers uh, in one run ball games. <laughs> that is another thing this year is the Yankee bullpen 
because uh, like the last few years since like 2017, everyone's been like, oh yeah, Yankees strong bullpen, and it really was. It was probably the best bullpen in the league. I mean, league. Chapman wasn't like a total liability at that point. Like Chapman was pretty good. Britain was always solid. Chad Green was given good outings. Now it's like everybody sucks. I mean, Britain hasn't played all year really. I'm sure when he comes back, he's gonna be. He might be the new go-to closer when he's healthy again at this point, um, which I wouldn't Honestly, hate. It, it might be worth it to see if maybe Chapman works less as a closer guy and more as just like a, a setup. Guy. It'd be setup weird. Guy, maybe, but it, w- it would be weird, but... A middle relief. Well, he can't pitch more than an inning, so he has to be a setup guy. We should, we should mean, start he using. He doesn't have to be just the setup guy. He could just be a guy that they bring out of the bullpen. But I think he would probably excel most as a setup guy. Where, yeah, there's some high leverage, but it's not like, it's not like you're closing out the game. So I think really there's also a thing with closers where some of them like, just have this like you know ego, and like as soon as they're removed from their closer position after being there so long, they just suck even worse. Uh, and that might happen with Chapman. I don't know, but I would I would not mind testing it because uh, we it didn't just, move. It might him. be worth to take a flyer on that. I don't know. It might be, but the bullpen was uh, has, has been pretty bad. But hopefully this year or after this uh, deadline, I know we didn't look at the bullpen, but hopefully the offense can produce a little more because we've had to have a problem with that at times as well. Well, the offense just isn't doing anything hopefully that ends so uh the red sox also kind of looked at some uh ways to help run production and they picked up kyle schwarber from the nationals for some single a prospect guy who i don't hate the move he's been hot schwarber has been hot um He's Love seeing that lefty bat at Fenway. He can absolutely yeah. launch the ball. So I'm very, very excited to see what he can. The do thing there. about Schwarber for me is he's been great this year, but like he's kind of been shaky production wise at times in the past. Um, if he can stay hot the whole year, that is a very lethal bat. Yeah, I'm. I love Schwarber. I'm ecstatic to see him in Boston. Um, my one question is where does he fit i think because he, i know Verdugo's have been kind of cold lately he's heating up a little bit now but he's still been pretty cold so i you do uh, have make Kike a hernandez kike has been absolutely on fire so he's not going to take over in center field and i like hunter renfro in right field and he's not going to take the dh spot from jd martinez so the question becomes where do you put him i mean he probably becomes like you could maybe more of a platoon role Potentially, I mean, he's been hot this year, so it'd be weird to see him go from scorching the baseball every day for nine innings to the platoon role. But I mean, I could kind of see it because, as you know, if you're the Sox, you made a very heavy investment in Verdugo. You're gonna you live and die by that investment at this point. You really do. So even if he's cold, you you want to see him out there. Uh, I. Th- I don't think he's going to, he can't play center. I mean, he can, but like, you really want him out there. Um, but the thing uh, about Kike, like, honestly, the thing know. about Kike is he can pretty much play anywhere you ask him to. 
So if you want to move him like maybe to second, he could play second. Oh, he's been playing. Yeah, he's like he was our regular second baseman at one point. Like Christian probably Royal, do that again. He's not healthy. We've had him playing second. Um, we had Sh- when Shavis wasn't in there to play second, which he's not going to be playing second for us anytime soon because he just got traded earlier. But um, Kike's played second. He's played all of the outfield positions. Honestly, Kike can play literally anywhere in the field we need him to, but I do like him in center field. I think he's a perfect fit for us in center field. I want to kind of... My ideal lineup for them right now is Verdugo in left, Kike in center, Renfro in right, and then like the normal infield where you have Devers, Bogarts, Christian Arroyo, and then at first base, this might seem like a totally out-of-the-blue idea, but you know how in Moneyball... They taught Scott Hatterberg how to play first base. You want to do that to Schwarber? I want to just test. Well, it out here's the thing. So here's a little. You know, Schwarber has pro level experience behind the plate. I don't remember the last time he caught, but he can. Um, so maybe if you want to put him at catcher, that's possible. Which I mean, yeah, that's honestly, I mean. Christian Vasquez and Kevin Ploiecki, you know, they've had, they've been fine this year. They've had their moments. A power bat like Schwarber behind the plate would be nice, but I think no, our biggest problem I... on, on this team right now is first base. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he maybe could work that way, but, like, yeah. Well, I, to be truthful, I don't remember the last time Schwarber's caught, and he might not want to catch, so... I don't know, and a big part of this too is that Kyle Schwarber is still on the IL. This is true. He's going to be there what another weeks, two weeks. Um, no, he should be. Actually, he might be. I don't know. I don't know if they've gotten a timetable, but uh... speaking of uh, bad IL, uh, Degrom setback today. Oh, he got a he had a setback today. Yeah, I don't know if he's gonna pitch again this year. Oh God, I feel gutted for the Mets. No, nah, I don't. Rebozo, I, I know, I know you don't, but not Degrom. No, I feel no bad one, for Degrom. No one wants that. No, no one That's wants a goddamn that. shame because this season he was having was unbelievable. Fuck. All right. Well. Moving on to the big day today, the 30th. Uh, this is where the big moves are starting to happen. Uh, Toronto got Jose Barrios for Austin Martin and Simeon Woods-Richardson. Um, honestly, Jose Barrios, I think he's a little overrated person. Well, I would have loved to see him. So I want to ask you a question. What's up? Did you see the price tag? They gave the Mets for Barrios. I did not see exactly what the price oh was. Oh my god, it was absolutely fucking ridiculous. What was it? It was fucking like Oh my god. It was um what was that shortstop's name? Mauricio. They wanted Mauricio and 
was his name? Who was the other guy? It was fucking crazy. Like, absolutely ridiculous. I mean, even Mauricio is not worth... Um, him, but... God, why can't I find it? Son of a bitch. Hold on. No, I, I need to find this because it was egregious what they wanted from the Mets. <sighs> they wanted Dominic Smith and Mauricio for Berrios. Sheesh. Which is way too fucking steep. I mean, that's, I just don't, I don't really. Uh... And the what they actually got, too, from the Blue Jays was pretty heavy. I mean, I'm pretty sure Martin and Woods Richardson were both really high prospects for Toronto. So Minnesota kind of got away with highway robbery here. Like, Barrios is a good pitcher, but I mean, I don't think he's anyone that you're like, you know, you're burning the farm for. And, you know. Trading away two high, highly rated prospects like that, it's like, it's a little questionable. It's very questionable. For a team that's in fourth place, by the way. Fourth I place mean, in their division. It's fucking scary out here, man. I think Toronto is just desperate and to make a splash. And, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Berrios, you know, is better than his stats suggest. But I'm just... I'm not a huge fan of this move for Toronto, personally. This trade just kind of reeks desperation. Now, if this was like a contender, like let's say the Dodgers don't go after Scherzer, they go after uh, they go after Barrios because he's cheaper. I like this trade for the Dodgers. I like this trade for the Giants. I like this trade for the contenders who are just looking to bolster the lineup with someone who isn't cheap but we'll get you good production for a good price. Toronto really, if they wanted to be buyers, they needed to make a big splash. That's not... I, I'm not... I don't think this helps them that much. No, it's not going to save them. It was honestly probably a bad trade. Actually, it's definitely a bad trade. <laughs> Um, next up, uh, this, this is just disgusting. The White Sox get Craig Kimbrell from the Cubs for a couple of prospects. So now we have a bullpen with Craig Kimbrell and Liam Hendricks in it. That's fucking crazy. just disgusting. It's nasty. Uh, the Cubs, the Cubs are very shameless on this, uh, deadline. Tore down the establishment. Just burnt it to the ground. Pretty sure they don't have anyone from that twenty sixteen. Uh, I don't think they do. Um, you know, it's just a damn shame that the MLB is, you know, it's so money tight. You know, their owner is only worth four and a half billion dollars. Fucking dickhead. Hey, some of them just see the team as investments. 
not as you know teams. And that's a damn shame, especially for a club like the Cubs. That's you know so historic and have just been a part of the the league since it's you know been here. It's a damn shame. It's you know it's it's sad, but I mean. At the end of the day, the teams are businesses. So if they, if the owners are just going to see them as investments, they don't really care about the product on the field. It's like, it's shitty. And I know I, I always say that like if I was a manager, if or if I was the owner, I would be like pushing the luxury tax threshold every season. But I'm saying that because I'm a sports fan. I'm not a billionaire. God knows I wouldn't. I shouldn't be a billionaire. That's like. That's dangerous. That, that's a dangerous that's a concept. Disaster waiting to happen if you give me that much money. But but I don't know. I just don't I, understand. Like, like Steve Cohen. Let's talk about Steve Cohen for a sec because we're going to talk about the Mets after this. Steve Cohen is worth thirteen billion dollars. Thirteen billion dollars. But I don't get it. He just refuses to spend money for the Mets. Well, it's not him. I mean, it's uh, it's could, it's a GM. I mean, the GM. Yes, and I, I guess Sandy Alderson is a fucking you know, an old man. I, if you follow M Pleasing seventy two, you know what's up with Sandy Alderson. But the the team itself refuses to spend money like that, like. You're the favorite to land Springer by a pretty considerable long shot. And you lose to the happens. Blue Jays. He goes to Toronto. Who the fuck is choosing Toronto over New York right now? I, listen, is it, we can go on for this for days, but deadline. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We had the draft to do too, but I think... I mean, there's, there's, a, couple of big, there's a couple of big moves left. No, what we're going to do, I think we're going to give the draft its own thing, and we'll just... Uh, Finish up with the deadline. Yeah, we'll do that next, next week. week. Yeah. yeah. Not not like there's anything else going on next week, anyways. Uh, well, the preseason will start. Okay. <laughs> Poggers. Poggers in the chat? Question mark. Um. All right. So I mean. Yeah. So Cubs are shameless, and. uh Keeping with that theme, actually, funny enough, this is uh, the next actual trade. Uh, this one also came out of left field. The Mets got Javi Baez and Trevor Williams for a single prospect. Well, that single prospect is uh, pretty fucking good. I mean, he's so I do think the trade was good. However, I want to I want to switch sports for a second. So, do you remember about 10 years ago now when Carmelo Anthony really wanted out of Denver and he said, there's only one place I'm going. I'm only going to the Knicks. That's it. Right. right. So, do you remember what the Knicks did? What did the Knicks do, Bryce? I was asking. I was, well, I thought, oh, I thought you were just asking to. Uh... No, I know what the Knicks did. I just don't remember. I don't know if you know. So, what the Knicks did, right? Was um, instead of waiting out the season in free agency and keeping their, you know, their roster of uh, good talent and all that, they uh, trade some really solid young pieces. One of them being Danilo Gallinari, uh, 
to the Nuggets for Melo midseason, knowing he was going to come there in the offseason. Now let's take it back to a different New York team today, 10 years later, making the same exact mistake. Javi Baez was going to leave and join the Mets. He was going to the Mets. It was just a matter of if they decided to do it at the deadline or free agency, but he was going to the Mets. I don't understand because this trade does not put them in a position to win the World Series, especially with what the Dodgers just did and like what the Padres were doing. Like They're not in that position no matter what they do. So I don't get giving up one of your best prospects for a guy who is going to be there anyway once the season ends. Like you have to, he's a rental, his contract's gonna expire. You have to pay him no matter what. So why not do it? Instead and just give up a prospect. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's just the same mistake. I don't get that decision. Like, I like the trade, don't get me wrong. Having a middle infield of Lindor and Baez is you know very enticing and it's good, but I don't get giving up a prospect for it when you just simply do not have to. Especially his free agency opens up in a couple months. Like, like, what's the difference if you have him this year or next year? You're going to have to pay him the same fucking thing. Why not just keep the really good prospect? I guess, I guess it's because they want to win the NL East. Well, okay, okay, the rest okay. Of these teams are yes, but even, even that... The, the team that was even within a fucking earshot just sold their entire roster. So you are going, you're going to win the NL East by default. I know the Braves made some moves, but like they're not, they're, I mean, oh, I guess you may have to counter the Braves. I mean, the Braves are a disaster this year. I don't, I've, I've counted the Braves out since Acuna got hurt, and really they should not be buying right now. They should be staying pat. But Well, the thing is, buying is kind of realistic with the Nats out of the picture. And the Mets really are not good. I mean, they're not probably not even going to have Degrom back because he had the setback. Well, honestly, the truth is, whoever comes out the end of the lease is getting their shit fucking stopped. Whereas the Mets or the Braves, because I don't think any of those other teams are going to do it this year. Um, so they're going to get their shit fucking clapped. But now you just have bias on the team. <laughs> so congratulations, I guess. It's it like, just doesn't make sense. Like, just wait it out. He was gonna. He literally said before he got traded, "When I go into free agency, I want to play with Francisco Lindor." Literally, what he said out loud while I, I still with the Cubs. Best friends are both, you know. Yes, while he was with the Cubs. With so, so, so why trade a prospect for that? You know he's coming. You don't even have to argue. Like, you don't even have to do a lot of negotiation. He He'd probably take a pay cut there. to go there. He probably would take a little pay cut to go there. Like, oh my God, that's so stupid to me. It's just absurd. It's absurd it's to amazing me. Amazing how these organizations are run. Sometimes I just—it's just absurd. It's absurd to me that you would do that. There's no reason to. There's none. No reason to do that. But they just did it anyway. It's so dumb to me. This, this does not put them in a position to win the World Series. It doesn't really even put them in a position to win that fucking NLDS, to be completely honest. Especially I mean, when you depend- consider the fact that they're, right now, if the season ends today, they're playing the Brewers. 
And without Degrom, this team is with no against the with, Brewers. There's no, they have no pitching now because Degrom's might not come back at all. Their hitting it's is absurd. good, but not like it's good. I'm not exactly afraid of Baez. If there's a lefty, watch the fuck out. Isn't Corbin Burns a lefty, or is he a righty? No, he's a righty. He is a righty. Shit. Oh well. Still, Corbin Burns probably still dots up that lineup. I mean, they got Woodruff to worry about too. It's arguably even better. I don't know. The Mets are that was just to me that was a dumb one. I know they got a really great return for that prospect, and that prospect is probably not going to turn out to be Baez or Woodruff or Woodruff uh, Williams. But fuck, why even give him up at all? There's no point. It's silly. It's silly to me. Oh, well. Uh, Philadelphia got Kyle Gibson, Ian Kennedy, and Hans Kraus from the Rangers for right-handed pitcher Spencer Howard. We do not um, care. Dave Dombrowski and buying a deadlines. Name a better combo. Which is that one. Does not mean anything. Let's just move it, on. It doesn't. I. I mean, I kind of wish the Red Sox went after Kyle Gibson because we didn't address pitching that much at this deadline. But whatever. Um, the next big one was the Giants got Chris Bryant from the Cubs, so we're just kind of shitting on the Cubs right now. <laughs> they, they. I mean, we were shitting on the Nationals. They sold even worse. They sold everybody. I mean, I. Chris Bryant to the Giants, like that's, you know, that's good though. I, Giants, I, I, man, that that NL West is something fucking dangerous. That NL West is going to be so much fun to watch come September. It's and NL West team is winning the World Series, whether it's the Dodgers, Padres, or Giants. It's not going to be the Giants, but it's going to be the Dodgers. It, yeah. Dodgers. If it is the Giants, I mean, whatever. I there are worse teams that could win the World. Oh Series. fuck! Are we going to get an odd gear? curse this time? Are we going to get a 2021, oh, 2023, 2025? Oh, not like this. Please don't do this again. Not like this, please. Gossman's their new Lincecum. God damn it. This is going to happen, isn't it? I'm, I'm not a po- I don't hate the Giants. I don't hate them, but like... It'd be annoying, though. It would get really irritating, but come by the third one. Um, Jorge Soler going to the Braves. I totally this, missed this one. So this one was, uh, I mean, this is like the big buy the Braves did. Don't hate it. They need the outfield help for sure. Yeah, I mean. That's... Isn't that crazy? Going into this season, the Braves outfield was looking good. You had Ozuna, who was really solid. Acuna, obviously one of the best players in the league. And uh, Ozuna beat his wife, and Acuna tore his ACL. Dude, if I was a baseball player, I would simply not beat my spouse, especially if I was worth a shitload of money. I would simply just not beat my spouse. It's really not that hard to not just use commit. Words. Yeah, it's really not hard to not be violent. You know, it does not take it's, that much effort. But it's it's I like, digress. It's it's really just not that difficult. Just like please. We are, we are pro-women on this show. Actually, scratch that. We are pro-domestic violence victims. Got to be careful with the language there. 
Uh, I was thinking, like, does that sound right? Is that is that a good thing to say? <laughs> Out of context, that sounds horrible. No, we are pro uh, advocacy for being anti domestic violence. I guess. I, right. Okay. Let's just move on. Jesus I, Christ. Well, that's I'm canceled. <laughs> Said we're pro women and left it at that. I I, I really should have, shouldn't I? Yeah. Right. Uh, how many more deals we got? I think that that was the last big one. I mean, okay, great. Joints, what a but... what a way to end this stuff. We'll do the draft next week, like yeah, we said. Yeah, we'll draft next week because I'm gonna maybe, be honest. I t- maybe a little football. I, maybe a little football for the first time. Maybe and like, a little football since the draft? Question mark. Has been a long time. Well, I think we talked about Aaron Rodgers a little bit. I mean, he is back maybe. with the Packers now. I mean, now they got to worry about Devonte Adams. Yeah, and now he we just he gets two more years in Green Bay, and then he's absolutely gone after that. So, well, yeah, because Rodgers is going to probably be, you know, the age will hit him, and then there's really no point to stay in Green Bay. Green Bay is fucking cooked when Rodgers is done. Like they are shot. They have like a two year window to win a ring, or it's over, and they're not going to. <laughs> that it's amazing how a team so. In theory, with like you know one of the best quarterbacks in the league, he's so ill prepared for a championship run. This comes down in the front office, man. But we can talk about that last. uh, Talk about that next week. Yep. So uh, that's gonna do it for episode. Fuck. Fifty-five. I think. Taking a shot in the dark. Is it 155? Is it 155? It is. It is. It, it is. is I was right. I'm a fucking god. Holy shit. You were definitely looking on the Twitter page weren't no. you were waiting to see nope. if I got it right. I absolutely wasn't, actually. All right. Fair enough. So uh, thank you for listening to episode 155 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at ENM Cusick. That is spelled C U S I C K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter at It's Beer Is, I-T-S-B-R-I-Z-Z. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.